the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. 888-528-2557 is the number if you want to join our conversation. 888-528-2557. We are coming up on New Year's. Do you make New Year's resolutions? Is that something that you do, that you really consciously do? Like maybe you think about it. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking about it, uh, and I've got some things I want to do, but do you write them down? Do you go through an effort to really do that, or do you make plans? And how successful have you been? 888-528-2557. Why don't you uh, share your New Year's resolutions? One of the ways to uh, maybe give yourself some accountability is to say it out loud. Say that you really want to do this and, you know, people will hear it and they'll say, oh, I remember when you called. Uh, maybe you, you know, that will really help you get through it. Or maybe you've, uh, you know, you've got one that you are about to complete or already completed that you made last year and you want to share a success story. Well, now's a good time to do it. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. I think it's something that is a good thing to do. Now, at any time, you can make a resolution, right? At any time in your life, you can say, oh, I'm going to uh, make this change. That's a normal, you know, that's a really good thing to do. You, should, you shouldn't wait till New Year's. If you're thinking, you know what, I'm going to hit the gym. You know what, you should go now. Do it before you go and uh, before January 1st, because the gym is crowded for about 17 days, about 17 days. The gym that you've been paying on for years that you never go to, uh, you know, go in there and uh, make a pre-plan. And I'm telling you this honestly, because it's something that I'm doing (laughs) just to put it out there. But, you know, I have a plan with uh, one of the major gyms out there. I probably shouldn't mention the name of the gym, but they're open 24 hours a day and I don't cancel it, even though I I haven't been very often. And the reason I don't cancel it is I've had it so long, I pay eight bucks a month. That's it, eight dollars. And if I cancel it, then I go got to go to and then restart it. I got to do whatever. So it's eight eight bucks. So it's costing me to not go, but not as much as some people. Some people are paying twenty or thirty dollars, you know, to go to the gym that you never go to, which I think is the business model. I think that's how you. How can we create a business where people will send us money every month and uh, we don't have to do anything for that money? Uh, that's, I think, the gym model, uh, except for the first uh, two or three weeks in January when people go and they sweat it out. So my advice to you with that is to go now. Make sure you're, you still have access to your account. Make sure you can still sign in. Know where things are. Know where the locker room is. You know, know where you know, make a plan because when it's crowded, it's just different, right? Those few, few, few days there are different. Maybe you've got a different plan. You know, I went into the Costco and they have this treadmill there a thousand dollars. And I think for some people that's a good idea. But what I've noticed, and I've I've noticed this in many people's homes, that the treadmill is a thousand dollar place to hang your laundry. That's what I've noticed that is for an awful lot of people. 
right? You've got one of those in your house and you had great expectations. Maybe you were during the COVID and your mind was just all crazy. You shelled out thousands of dollars for one of those Peloton things. And now you can watch television while you do your laundry and hang it on the, uh, the bike. I'll bet there are people listening and you know, that's what you're doing. And I've been in a lot of houses, you know, as a pastor, you get invited over and, uh, you know, people, uh, uh, they have that stuff. Don't do it. You know, figure out a way to really, really do it. I think it's biblical to evaluate ourselves. I think that it is something that is right for us to take the time and actually say, you know what? I am going to do better. And one of the greatest passages for that is in the book of Proverbs. And, you know, something that you should do if you're thinking of Bible reading to kick off the year, right? I, how many of you have done, did you do the Bible in a year? Did you make it? I mean, here we are, we're the 19th. If you, if you haven't made it yet, you still have 12 days to read the entire Bible. Uh, that's a lot of reading. That will take you, you know, several hours a day, but you could, you could still catch up at this point. Uh, 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. What are your New Year's resolutions? Um, there's things to look forward to in 2024 when you look forward to it. The Olympics are this year. You get into the Olympics, they're in Paris. Uh, who knew? I, well, the, Paris, the Parisians must have known. I think that'll be a, a good place for it. Uh, who knows what the world's going to look like? It might be a, a very different newsworthy Olympics, but we'll see. You know where they are in 2028, by the way? You guys know where the Olympics are in 2028? Who's hosting the 2028 Summer Olympics? That's us. That's right. The the Los Angeles, not just the United States, the Los Angeles, uh, the Los Angeles, the Los Angeles. Doesn't make any sense. Los Angeles is hosting the 2028 Olympics. And I'm, a, I'm looking forward to that. I went to the 1984 Olympics and uh, went to Dodger Stadium. They had baseball and that was the first year ever that baseball was in the Olympics. Got to go to that. It was really cool. We were there all day because it was like a tournament, right? So there's so many people playing and uh, you would not believe how clean they made this city in 1984 for that. Uh, I got a lot of questions about how that's going to happen uh, before 2028, but I bet it is. Uh, 2024, an election year. Uh, do you feel good about that whole process that's coming uh, to us, or do you just want that over with? <laughs> we'll talk about that, I'm sure, a lot in the coming year. But it is an election year, and you know, some people will get excited, and other people will not. And uh, we'll see how that goes. The polls say that America is on the wrong track by more than a two-to-one margin. That's what it says. Sometimes it's it's uh, four out of five Americans right now. However, before you blame your favorite political punching bag, it's been that way. Those polls, the right way, wrong way polls have been that way almost every year since 1971. That Americans have felt like we're on the wrong path, even during the during the Reagan years, which was the best that poll has ever been. It was 50 50. So even only half the country thought we were on the right track, but that's the best it's ever been. Why does the country think this way? Like whatever side you're on, whichever side is in power, you know, you, you do the math. It's not pretty, but it is the road that we are on, you know, as a nation. And when you think about it as a nation, it's the same thing as looking at it kind of as an individual. If you want to know where you're going, if you want to know where your life is headed, well, you take a look at the road you're on. Take a minute and just stop and just kind of look forward and go, where's my life headed? Like, if I don't make any changes, if I keep doing things the way I'm doing them, where is it headed? What can I expect reasonably? You can ask that question as a nation. I think that's what voters ought to do. 
or but also individually if you're making a resolution you know how how are you going to do it when you look at your life where are you headed if you want to know where you're going you just look at where you're headed it seems like an obvious thing and there's a lot of unexpected turns in the road but generally generally speaking our lives do go in the direction that we point them have you noticed that that generally speaking you can predict a lot about a person's life you can't predict tragedies that occur and things that are not part of control you know that you have but generally speaking there's just some truth if you eat too much you will gain weight that's just there i know we're not allowed to, to acknowledge that today uh, unless you you know but uh, that's the way it is uh if you smoke um, then there's a completely different line of questioning you get from your doctor when you go see your doctor. Did you know that? That's like the first question they ask you. Do you smoke? Yes or no? And then yes has a different set of questions than the no has. It matters. It will impact your life. It says so right in the box, by the way. If you exercise regularly, you will be healthier and feel better. I think we all know that. Do we all? I think we want to d- deny that, though. I mean, part of it, there was a, there was a satirical article I don't know, you've probably heard of The Onion, like a satire news, newspaper. And years ago, they wrote this article, and it was very lengthy and sort of seriously written about how science, scientists are giving up on weight loss, on the idea of weight loss. And they've been frustrated that they haven't been able to develop any pills and frustrated that they just can't figure out how to lose weight. And it went through all of the medicine, the, the surgical procedures, you know, psychology, all this different stuff. But what the entire article never mentioned was diet and exercise. Like it, it just never mentioned. And I have these scientists saying, we're just at a loss. We have no idea. And the, the satire, like the point is that, hey, you know what? Generally speaking, if you exercise regularly, you'll be healthier and you will feel better. Um, there are people trying to tell you that's not true, but they're wrong. If we are kind to people, we usually receive kindness back. That doesn't happen all the time, but that actually happens most of the time. If you're a kind person, you will usually receive kindness back. You won't always receive it because there are some mean people. But the other side of that is true. If you are a rude person, you will likely lose friends. You will have a hard time maintaining friends. See, that's the direction. Of, you can, it's really not hard. See, generally, our lives are predictable. Generally speaking, our lives, we, we can actually predict them. We may not like it. We might hope it's a different way. I do. I don't, I don't, I don't, I guess I, I don't mind going to the gym. It's the schedule of it and all the stuff, but you got to do it. I know I have to do it. It's something that uh, I put on the COVID-19 just to be, you know, fully transparent here. And uh, I've kept it on uh, right up to 23. I don't like it. I don't like it. It's got to, it's got to go away. It's got to be, got to be time for that. And, you know, when I look at my life, you know, what should I expect? Well, if I want uh, that to change, there are, there are predictable things I can do to help. 888-528-2557. This is the Pastor Scott Show. 888-528-2557. What are your New Year's resolutions? You want to share them? What do you, have you thought about this? Have you said, you know what, I'm going to change my life this way? And you want to share what your resolutions are for 2024, or maybe you were successful at something in 2023. And last January, you said, you know what, I'm going to do this, and you did it. Uh, Did you finish your Bible reading plan? I think it's a great idea. Oh, and I want to get back to that, because I was talking about reading the Bible in a year. And uh, I know I got a little sidetracked, which I never do, obviously. You know, but uh, <laughs> I think I do that uh, once in a while. I get sidetracked. Is that right? What's wrong with that? Well, you know, sometimes you, you don't pay off the thing that you want to say. So what I was going to suggest to you is if you're going to do a Bible reading plan, which I think you should be reading your Bible all the time, uh, the Bible in a year is fine. 
And a whole, there's a whole bunch of different online things that you can do to uh, get it done in a year. You can read it straight through. You can read it Old Testament New, one day, New Testament the next day. Lots of different things. I want to encourage you, number one, to do what, if your church is doing something together, do that with other people. You're far more likely to be successful if you do that with other people. Did you know that? If you're doing the Bible in a year, you're actually less likely to be successful if you do it on your own. You're far more likely to be successful if you're doing that with other people. So if your church is doing something like that, Bible reading plan, do it and make sure there's somebody there and then and get together with that person for coffee or something and, and talk about what you read. And if you get there and you're like, oh, I didn't do the reading this week, fine, you'll catch up. You're like, you can do that. Um, but another thing you can do, and you can do this throughout the year, January has 31 days, 31 months, no days, 31 days in January, right? That's how it goes. So Proverbs, the book of Proverbs has 31 chapters. You could read a chapter a day and read the whole book of Proverbs just in January. You know, 31 days is not a huge commitment, really, to just getting up. And uh, rather than turning on the TV and rather than scrolling through your Instagram or your TikTok, just take a few minutes. And uh, I want you to do the, uh, the your, your church thing first, you know, if that's where you go to church. But if you're not doing something and you're saying, I don't know if I want to do the whole Bible, you know, in some kind of plan or I'm not sure, how about Proverbs? And I like Proverbs for the beginning of the year because it really helps you make some resolutions. When you look at your life and you want to know what path you're on, where your life's going, where would you like to be at the end of 2024? Proverbs is a great place to start. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1, it says, My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Do you know what the teachings are of God really? Or do you just kind of go to church and you pick up on a few things. But see, if you don't know the teachings of God, if you don't know what the Bible actually says about, hey, these, this is the wise way to live your life, then it's much harder to figure out what path you're on. And it's much harder to figure out if you're on a path that's a good one, because a lot of things lead to destruction, right? Verse three, it says, let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck, write them on a tablet, on the tablet of your heart, then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. I always find that interesting because it's not just to have favor and a good name in the sight of God. You definitely want that. God knows your heart. You can't hide it. Like you can't be, you can't be an evil person, you know, a wicked or mean person and think that God's not going to know. You might be able to fool some other people, but uh, you're not going to fool God, okay? But there's something interesting here about the idea that you want to have a good name in the sight of God and also people. You know, are you a loving person? Are you a faithful person? The tablet of your heart, it means these are the things that are core to who you are as a person. Like if you want to, if you want to dig deep, you know, into how do I have a better life? This is it right here. You, you figure out what's core to who you are as a person. It's character is what it is. Do you have a loving and faithful character? And you might say, well, I'm loving and I'm faithful. Most people describe that themselves. Most people say, I'm a good person. And you, when you're doing that, and you're, you might be comparing yourself to other bad people. Um, but that's not really the way it works. You know, what do other people say about you? Uh, by the way, nobody, nobody expects you to be perfect, right? If somebody is expecting you to be a perfect person, then they are not loving, Right? If somebody expects you to be a perfect person, then you know, there's something about that person that actually is wrong. So don't take that so much to heart. You know? if, if a person is just, you know, everything you do is just wrong. 
it's not right. You know, or if you if you do something wrong and you say you're sorry, you know, they should be very quick to accept your apology. That's what most people do. That's how people do it, right? People generally are pretty good at quickly accepting apologies. Uh, Proverbs 3, verse 5. You've probably heard this verse before. This is Pastor Scott Show, by the way, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Talking about New Year's resolutions. Do you make them? Uh, did you make any? You can share them with us if you'd like, 888-528-2557. Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. See, there's that path thing. We talked about how when you want to figure out where your life is going, like if you really want to know where your life is going, generally it's predictable. And you look at the path you're on, and if I stay on this path, where am I going to go? In all of your ways, it says submit to him. You know, that's it's one thing to say I'm loving and faithful in my heart, but it's another thing um, when it's not really what guides your life. You know, what makes a person is what they actually do, not what they hope to do. Does that make sense? The the opinions that other people are going to have, the favor that other people might give you, it's not because of what you hope to do in your heart, right? It's because of what you actually do. You imagine you thought about getting somebody a very thoughtful and kind Christmas gift, but you never did it. And then Christmas is over and uh, they say hello and you realize you didn't get them any gift. And you say, you know what? I really thought about getting you this really nice thing that you need. I really thought about that. But that doesn't really mean anything, right? That's like, oh, but you didn't bother to take the time to actually do it. Like, you ever do that? Sometimes I think about, oh, I should have got you this. Um, it's much more meaningful if you do it. And then they say, thank you. See, there's, there's always a difference. Your path that you're on, it is so important, you know, in your life to think about that path you're on. And maybe you're finding yourself on a really good path today. Then you want to focus on what do I need to do to maintain it? But maybe you realize uh, I'm looking down the path of my life and it's not a very good one. Um, wherever you find yourself, you can make that change today. You don't need to wait. You can do that today. You know, <clears throat> my son, when he was little John, uh, <clears throat> not little John from the Robin Hood thing, uh, little John Furrow, my son, uh, we'd go to the mall and he used to do this thing where he used to like to watch himself in the reflection of all the glass windows and doors, you know, and he was so curious about himself and, but he would run into things because he's not looking forward. He's not paying attention. He's just paying attention to where he was right now. And the discipline that I'm trying to say to you is that it's okay to take a look at where you are right now and focus on that, but you got to stop and lift your head up and look down the path. That's what resolutions are about. That's what the opportunity is when you think about how do I change my path? How do I make sure that I'm on the right path? You look up and you say, am I trusting in the Lord with all my heart? Am I leaning on my own understanding? See, doing that is looking at yourself in the reflection at the mall and the, all the windows as you look in, and then you crash into a pole. Then they crash into somebody else. Then you, you can't figure out why you never get to where you want to go because you're just looking at yourself at where you are today, rather than saying, am I on a path where I'm looking up and I'm focused on Christ, where I'm looking up and I'm seeing where my life is headed? In all your ways, submit to him. It will make your paths straight. Uh, verse 7, it says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment 
to your bones. You know, being wise in your own eyes does nothing. You know, you might think that you're really smart, but, it, you know, it, what it does is it makes you into the political candidates you don't like. You know, why don't you like them? Well, they're wrong about so much stuff. But see, you're wrong about a bunch of stuff. I'm wrong about a bunch of stuff, right? There are things that I think I'm right about that later on I discover that I'm not. And the sooner I discover that, the better it is. Because the, the longer you wait to figure out that you're wrong about something, the more you're going to find out you were, you were in trouble. Uh, it's better to take a look down that path and figure out where you're headed and make adjustments. And if you're wise in your own eyes, that's the person who doesn't look forward. The next part is fear the Lord and shun evil. If that's kind of not what you're doing, um, then you find yourself in, in a bad place all of a sudden because reality is persistent. It will happen. You will get there. Now, the second part of this, and I'll talk about this when we come back from the break, and I'll take your calls, is it will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. You want to be healthy next year? There's more to it than just eating right and going to the gym. This is the Pastor Scott Show. The number is 888-528-2557. What are your New Year's resolutions? Uh, Jackie, I see your call, and others will get your calls as we return. 888-528-2557. This is the Pastor Scott Show. We will be back as the Tuesday edition continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show. What is your New Year's resolutions? 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. We've been talking about that and why this is a, a very good biblical thing to do and the whole idea of looking at the path that your life is on and where you're headed and ask yourself this question. If I keep doing what I'm doing, what should I expect to happen in my life? Because actually our lives are very predictable, like not everything. And there are tragedies and things that you don't expect that come along the way, right? But generally speaking, the things that we deal with in our life, it's pretty predictable. You know, if you eat too much, you're gonna gain weight. If you don't exercise and work out, you're gonna have other health problems later on. You know, if you... If you smoke, you're going to have questions the doctor's going to ask. He doesn't ask you if you don't smoke, right? There's just there are things that are very predictable. 888-528-2557. Jackie in Compton, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi. Um, my resolution is Luke 10, 27. It's been, this is going to be my third year, which is thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, and thy neighbor as thyself. Before that, I would always make resolutions such as, I'm not going to drink so much coffee. I'm going to exercise more. Um, one year, I decided to say, I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to do that. And I actually did it. Oh, I, good for you. I read the Bible every day. I got myself one of those books. You read a little bit of each New Testament, Old Testament, a little bit of each. And I did it. And then the next year, I thought about it. I said, you know, what do I need to, to really work on? And I thought about my relationship with God, to get closer to God. And that verse really stood out to me. And it's it's the same. It's going to be, I feel like this is going to be for the rest of my life because I'm a work in progress. <laughs> I mm-hmm. go through things. But when I, when I put God first, when I decide I put God first, my decisions flow smoother. I still go through problems, but they, they go smoother because I know I have God. He has my back. 
So, you know, it's uh, that's yeah. a great answer, uh, Jackie. So for three years, you figured out, you know what, I'm just going to do, love this the Lord your God with all your heart. Right it's what? Yes, yes. This is my third year. This you, is going to be my third year. Yeah. Now, yes. have, have you okay. found that when you do that, that you said that your problems get smaller or you do better? I think that's certainly what would happen if you really make that your resolution. Uh, do you find that other things that people typically do like do you save more money are you more generous are you um yes. getting more healthy I, oh yes um actually i'm kinder because i used to react on my emotions too much mm. you know i would get hurt fast yeah and i would come across i didn't like not how i wanted to but now when i find myself going through that i do my walks i call them the walks with jesus i do my walks i take off and I give it to the Lord, I cast it on Him, and I find that all my relationships, especially ones I was having problems with, my older son, I was having a problem with him, everything, we're getting closer, and I know it's not me, it's God, mm. it's, it's the Lord, and yes, I wanted to share that, because that, uh, this Christmas is so important to me, um, actually, I'm not worried about gifts, I'm not worried about none of that, I used to stress over that. I'm not. I'm looking at this like this is my Lord's birthday. He died for my sins, and I just want to celebrate him no matter what. And I said that prayer, and I told him, I told God that, and I did have a problem. It was a pretty big one, too. And I was like, wow, that prayer really just knocked me. But I told God, it's okay. It's okay. I know you have me, God. I know you do. So, Yes, I'm just going to celebrate this this Christmas with everything I have. So I well, wanted good to for share you. that today. Well, thank you, thank Jackie. You so yeah, thank, thank you, you, Jackie. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. 888-528-2557. What's your New Year's resolution? You know, it's interesting that she would bring that up because, you know, in the Luke passage where uh, Jesus is asked uh, what is written, you know, uh, when he's asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, what's written in the law? And how do you read it? And the person answered, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength, and with all of your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus says this interesting thing afterward. He goes, you have answered correctly. But then he said, do this and you will live. So he's talking about inheriting eternal life, of course. And what we were talking about before the break is the idea, too, that if you're following the Lord, Proverbs tells us... Um, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. I don't know if you think about that, but staying away from evil in your life, it actually gives you health and nourishment. Did you know that that, that the things that go wrong in our life, very often we bring upon ourselves because of decisions we make that we know we shouldn't make, right? And sometimes it's very subtle. I mean, there's obvious ones. If you drink and drive and there's, you know, if you become addicted because you're doing too many drugs and you're doing, those things are kind of obvious, but sometimes it's subtle. I looked it up and the average American spends $2,400 a year just on very casual things like uh, smoking, drinking, and and, uh, gambling. And, you know, you can talk about moderation and you can do all that, but there's a cost involved. And if you're really struggling for money, you know, maybe there's a couple of thousand dollars, two or $3,000 of a raise you give yourself by just trying to get healthy and doing what is a better thing to do with your money, right? Sometimes it's just eating out. It can be coffee. I sat down with somebody once who, uh, she was asking for help with her rent from the church. 
and with people, a lot of people do that, but I would always sit down and go through the finances with them, right? And uh, sometimes I'm like, you're right, you do need help. Sometimes like, well, you you know, here's what you need to do. This one person, she was spending $700 a month, every month at Starbucks, $700 a month. She And she was flabbergasted. She just had not, you know, she wasn't keeping track of it and just, it was just something, and suddenly she can't pay the rent. Well, think about that. I mean, would you like a raise of $700 a month? How about $200 a month at Starbucks and you get a raise of $500 a month? Right, that's a, that is a, an incredible thing. Often just the, and you'll be healthier because if you're spending $700 a month at uh, St. Arbucks, uh, it's probably not on the fruit smoothies that they uh, try to sell there once in a while. 888-528-2557. What is your New Year's resolution? Rachel in Orange County, welcome to the Patrick Scott Show. Hi, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Rachel. Happy New Year. Thank you. Thank you. So um, I I did make a point that I was going to um, limit my um, social media, Facebook in Mm. particular. Uh, way, 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 way too much time on Facebook. Yeah, and so, how did that go for you? Did it, uh, Did you do it? Did it work? Oh, I it, it is working. You know, yeah. I I kind of told myself I'm only going to go on there twice a day, and the amount of things that I could get done in between those times is is just amazing. You know, I've cleared out a lot of stuff, got rid of a lot of things, and you know, um, so I, I think it's it's just something everybody should really consider. Um, to spend way too much time, whether you're young or, or old or, you know, um, if, it, if it was in dollars, like you were saying, $700 a month, I'd probably spend 700 hours a month. Right. You it's know what? Crazy. That and, number uh, is... Uh, thing. Yeah. And you know what? People spend, uh, what, the average person, six or seven hours a day on their social media. Imagine, I, I would, like... I, every- I, I, yeah, even at work. Even at work, even at work, it is something that distracts us. And then you wonder, why don't I get anything done? Why can't I clean the house? Why do I not have relationships with people? Why am I not getting smarter? Why am I not? There's so many things you can do in the period of time that we spend uh, scrolling. Uh, Why do I not get enough sleep? You know, sometimes it's because you're on the TikTok machine until three in the morning. And then there's always, you know, you're arguing with strangers and people you don't even know because of your yeah if you yeah if you do that i'm 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 mostly a non-comment person uh, <laughs> rachel i appreciate that and keep know, like, it keep it up wow. rachel that is a wise thing Thank to do you. uh yeah if you Thank look down at the path of your life and you are you ask yourself where am i spending my time you know why don't i have time for, to do this something i there's Two things I'll tell you. Something that was profound to me that was said to me when I was really complaining about the time. I was super busy. I wasn't wasting a lot of time, but I wasn't organizing it very well, if that makes sense. And I, and I was one of these people who thought to myself, how do some of these people who are pastors and, or people who had similar you know, professions as me, how do they have so much time? Where do they get the time to do all that? And then somebody said to me, do you know that all those people have 24 hours a day just like you do? And I don't know why that was so profound to me, but if you're the type of person who says, I don't know where people get the time to do that, the thing is, is they have exactly the same amount of time as you. And there's probably something you're doing that is wasting your time, or you're just so disorganized, or you're doing things that you really, maybe they're things that you do at your work that really somebody else ought to be doing. And you do that. The second thing that helped me with the social media is I turned off my notifications. 
you know, when I turned off my Facebook notifications and my Instagram notifications, I even turned off my email notifications on my phone. Unbelievable how that saved time. Because then, you know, when then you get that notification, you just want to look at it. You just want to go deal with it. And, uh, you know, that is an excellent way to help get off your phone and stay off the social media. Because then you, you check it a couple of times a day if you need to at all. And uh, you're not just checking it every every few minutes. 888-528-2557. What is your, your New Year's resolution? 888-528-2557. Rick in L.A. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey. I'm good, Rick. Um, uh, you know, a lot of things come to mind this time of the year. Uh, sometimes uh, a lot of the list is long. Sometimes you just go, you know what? The list is so long that it just I'm not going to do none. Yeah. And um, and then you go, well, what is the one thing you could do that takes care of everything else? And uh, the, the biggest catalyst of everything is is to try to imitate Jesus That's as right. much as possible. But then I realize it doesn't matter how how straight I cut it. I'm not even ready for that. But maybe, maybe if I imitate someone like Jackie, who calls, I get a point to start. Yeah, you know what, Jackie made a great point by, you know, it's one thing to say you want to be like Jesus. But, you know, what Jesus called us to do was to love the Lord your God with your heart, mind, soul, strength. Jesus would say elsewhere, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And those are the things that help us grow. Those are the decisions we make that actually help with the rest of it. Like I think, uh, Rick, I got thank you for your call. I got to go to a break. I think that the things we struggle with that we know we need to let go of, you get supernatural help when your reasoning for doing it isn't just yourself. It's because you want to be a better follower of Jesus and you commit to him that way. This is Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Everybody, welcome back. Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. We're talking about New Year's resolutions and uh, why you should make them. We got some clues from the Bible, I think, in Proverbs chapter 3. I'll tell you a little bit more about that here. We were taking your calls in the last segment and we talked one person called and said she uh, dropped social media and we talked about what a waste of time there's so many time wasters we have and we don't get to where we want to be in life for so many reasons because we waste a lot of time even watching television i mean how much television do people watch how many shows on netflix or whatever do we just watch hours and hours and hours of there's so many other things to do. So I Googled it, and there's all kinds of lists of other things you can do rather than your social media. And this one made me laugh. So the first one on the list is reading. That one's not funny. I think that's a great one. You read. I, I have books on my phone. I love the digital books. I know a lot of people, they're, you can't get into it. I love it because I always have my books with me. Whatever I'm reading, it's with me. I can highlight it. I can do all of that. It's, that's me. I like that. And that is for sure. I In fact, I find myself that I'm doing better in every area of my life if I'm reading a lot, uh, books and uh, other things. Uh, And if I find myself not reading very much, then something is taking up that space that shouldn't be. But what made me laugh in this list is the second one. So it's 50 ideas. It's funny about this webpage. There's 45 things on the top, 45 productive things you can do. But now it says 50, 50 ideas to entertain yourself. They must have thought about five more on their way. Number one is reading. Number two, talk to people face to face. (laughs) You know, have you tried that before? Have you ever had a conversation with another person face-to-face? 
uh, you should try that. Put down your phone and go actually talk to another human being where you can see their their whole face. You know, where, uh, you know, if you're you know wearing a mask, you probably should just take that down. They really should wear the mask. No, that was one of the hard parts about the mask thing, right, is you didn't have that look. So go have a conversation. It's a huge thing. I was talking with a guy who his job is to train police officers. Okay, he was a police officer. His job is to train police officers. And he said one of the hardest things to do with new recruits is help them to go have face-to-face conversations, which you must do as a police officer. I mean, you got to get out of the car and you got to go over and have them roll their window down and you got to talk to them. You know why I pulled you over? You know, give me your driver's license and your, you know, whatever you say, you, you know, and if you can't do that, how do you do that job? And he was talking about that. And of course I thought, but this officer, what he told me, he said, he said, you know, if, if, they could just text the driver in front of them, he said. Or if you're going to go on the street and ask somebody what they're up to, if you could just text them, he said, you have no problem. Like the texting would be fine, you know. And of course, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, you know what? If I got pulled over, I'd much rather just have the officer sitting behind me text me than come to my window in the first place. <laughs> Will you send me a picture of your license and uh, registration? Sure. Uh, that's probably coming. In fact, there's a new in you will be able to upload your driver's license pretty soon to your phone. As soon as you can do that, then you don't need a wallet anymore. Uh, that that's uh, that's probably a topic for another day, but that is coming. Anyway, lots of things that you can do for New Year's resolutions. And we've been talking about this. The, the big piece of it biblically is that the Bible talks a lot about paths, right? So Proverbs three, trust the Lord. Uh, with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all of your ways submit to him and he will make your paths straight. There's always this idea throughout the scriptures of what kind of road you're on, what path are you on? And that is, if you're thinking of New Year's resolution and you're saying, gosh, I got to fix myself or I got to do this better. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, you, when, when you have the ability to stop and look down the road. Your life is pretty predictable, most things. And you can discover a few tweaks to your life when you want to commit yourself to the Lord will do better. Proverbs 3, uh, verse 9, we'll pick it up there. It says, Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all of your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. You know, I think some people have a hard time with the idea of being generous of giving away money, you know, maybe you're thinking about, have I given away enough money to take advantage of the tax deduction this year? That's not really the motivation you should have, right? That's, you know, one day you may not get any tax deduction for your charitable giving at church or anywhere else. That might be the case. Uh, Will you still give if that's the case, if you don't get the deduction? Well, hopefully you do, because hopefully that's not actually the motivation. I think it helps. And the reason it is a tax deduction is the government wants you to do that because, the more charities are helping people, the more churches are helping people, then the less government is going to help people, right? Then then that's less taxes for you. One way or the other, you're probably going to pay it. Much better that you decide where that money goes and how to help. Um, but I think some of us are, are people of scarcity. You know, we just don't think there's enough. You know, God is a God of abundance. And when we can realize that, we it changes our whole heart about being generous and giving. You know, uh, and I'm I'm not trying to create, you know, a, a kind of a, a theology here that says uh, you're going to get rich if you're generous. Okay, I'm not. Uh, that's that's a wrong theology. The prosperity gospel out there. However, 
the Bible does have an indication, and I can tell you this, that generous people tend to get more money. That people who are very, very generous to the things of God, uh, they tend to get more money. And not for themselves, because they get more because they give more. I mean, I know a guy, twice this has happened in his life, twice. People gave him their house when he wasn't related to them, right? The house should have gone to some family member or somewhere. Twice. We're talking about Southern California, you know, market value, million plus. And you know why that happens to that guy, I think? It's because that guy gives away like 90% of it. I think that's why. Uh, I think the Lord says, you know what? I'm going to use you because you give it away. Uh, that's, that's an incredible thing. See, I see generous people who sacrifice the wealth that they have for the benefit of the kingdom of God, and they just seem to do better with all of that. And you know why? It's because they don't spend it all on themselves. First fruit, putting God first in the rest of your life. You know, the idea of making change is a good thing and being faithful. You can't put new wine into old wineskins. That's why change is always necessary. It's all right to do that. You know, we get on the right path when we look down the path and we ask ourselves, what path am I on? And I would say, as you think about your new year and you think maybe I should make some changes, maybe I should have New Year's resolutions, ask yourself, what path am I on? You know, what are you looking at when you take a, when you stop and you just look up and you look down the path and maybe you put your hand over and block the sun and you try to get as good a look. You can't see the whole path. You can't see everything that's coming, right? There are things coming that you could not see that are a surprise. But most of the time, most of the time you can look ahead pretty far in certain areas of your life and realize, actually, you know what, there are. If I stay on this path, things will be good, or I better get on another path because if I stay on this path, it's going to be bad. That is something that every one of us can do. The book of Proverbs will help you with that. The book of Proverbs, if you've never sat down and read that, the first few chapters are the setting is a king talking to a son and passing along wisdom of what to live for. You you don't have to be a king or a son. You can be um, non-royalty and a daughter. It's all fine. It's good for all of us. And then the rest of the book are just these little pithy sayings about life that teach you all kinds of things about life that are generalizations of what is predictable in life. You know, if you are a generous person, you will be more well-liked. If you are, um, you know, if you do this, you're going to have a better result. And it doesn't always say that. Sometimes it talks about how life is unfair and that the wicked sometimes do prosper. Um, And sometimes bad things happen to good people. That happens. But most of the time, when we make good decisions in our life, when we look at that path and we are wise— our life is a lot better. And for the Christian, this has a lot to do with your witness. You know, what is God doing in your life? Well, he's perfecting you. He wants to perfect you so that others will glorify God by the life you have. That's why we're called to repent. You know, that's what a resolution is in a lot of ways. It's a repentance, right? It's to turn around and do something differently. And, you know, it is helps you, it certainly does, but it also helps the other people who are looking at you. It helps the other people because when you change your life, when something changes in your life, you know, people will respond and they'll say, what happened to you? And I'll tell you what, if you point to some guru that you met online or something, you know, it's probably not going to inspire people. But when you say, you know what, I submitted myself to the Lord and I'm doing what the Lord says, that'll inspire some people, especially when they see things that are different in your life. The Hebrews writer says that 
You can strengthen your feeble arms and your weak knees and make level paths for your feet. That's something that we all want to have. So I'd encourage you, make some resolutions, pray, do what our caller Jackie said, and commit yourself to loving God and loving others. And in doing so, you will take a look at yourself, not just for what you can do for yourself, but how God can use you because you are committed to him. And you take a look at Proverbs, it tells you, you know what, if you make good choices, you live a longer life most of the time, and you will have a more successful life most of the time. And it isn't for you. You're going to die of something one day, I'm sorry to tell you. But in the meantime, uh, you get to have a life much more of meaning, with much more meaning, which is what we want, right? Which is what you want. And it doesn't matter where you're at in the path. You might be on a totally destructive path. You might have to make a 180 and go the other way altogether. Fine. Do that. Maybe you're on a good path now, but you want to make sure you don't stray. It's so easy to do that. So say some prayers as you get into this new year and say, God, what do you want me? How do you want me to fix my eyes on you and to trust in you with my whole heart and not on my own understanding and submit to you? That's how you make a resolution in a very good biblical way. That's what I'm going to do. I hope to make some some changes in my life, but I want to do it because I want God to use me for longer. I want to make sure that I'm around longer, and that's up to his will, but there are things that I contribute to that, I believe, uh, as far as that goes. So that's it. Hey, I hope you make some good New Year's resolutions. This is the Pastor Scott Show. You can get a you can get the podcast of our show. I encourage you to do that. That's a good resolution for you. Subscribe to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Just go to wherever you get your podcast and click subscribe after you search for the Pastor Scott Show and do that. You can also follow me on social media at Pastor Scott Show on X, on Twitter, on the Facebook. Uh, X, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. That's the other one I was thinking of. And uh, look for at Pastor Scott Show. All right, when we come back, we'll talk about the verse of the year. What was the most significant Bible verse shared this year? We'll talk about that and more as the Tuesday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.